All right, so uh, continuing now, Kuntra Sinyani Shalteris Achsidis. We uh, have covered the first five chapters. And where we left off, we were speaking about Mashiach. We wanted to understand Mashiach better because understanding Mashiach better would help us to understand Chassidus better. And that is the whole uh, objective here is to understand Chassidus. Hence the name, Kuntra Sinyana Shel Teres Chassidus, a booklet about what is Chassidus. And we, uh, well, let's just jump into the text because the text explains uh, why we were talking about Mashiach. Okay. Chapter 6. Ka'amrlael, as stated above, Mishara shall hafatasachsidis be as a Mashiach, that through the reward for spreading out chsidis, which is the coming of Mashiach, Neida esmohusa, we can know the essence of chsidis. And I want to reiterate that the term reward here is not like reward that we often think of where it's an arbitrary reward, um, where it's an extrinsic uh, motivation, but rather a true cause and effect reward where it's an intrinsic motivation, where the result of the work itself generates its, its own reward in the true sense of schar mitzvah mitzvah. So hafatzah samayonis results in Mashiach. So therefore, we said, if we'll study Mashiach better, we'll understand Chassidus better. What is Mashiach? Well, if you'll, if you'll be able to answer that, you'll be able to answer a little bit better what is Chassidus. And, um, and we said that Mashiach is all about Yechida. A lot of things are going to happen, marvelous things are going to happen in the world when Mashiach comes, but all of those are a Taitzah, a, uh, a manifestation of the single idea of Yechida. And uh, without trying to define Yechida, which is a very lofty concept, let's just uh, suffice it, let it, let it suffice to say at this point, Yechida is a term which we are going to be speaking about over and over and over again at length in this, uh, in this uh, discourse. So for now, we'll just, without trying to translate it or define it, we'll just say Yechida, okay? So Mashiach is about uh, Yechida. Okay, let's continue. All of the innovations that Chassidus brought about, what are they? Namely, in terms of Torah, which one of the main innovations of, of Chassidus in terms in the realm of Torah is that it revealed the Chelek the Kabbalistic or the esoteric, it allowed it to be expressed, it gave it a language. And we Remember, we spoke about all these four uh, aspects of Chassidus back in chapter one, in the very first chapter. And I believe this was uh, feature number four. The innovation that Chassidus brought to Torah was that it gave the side of Torah a language to be revealed. And, and why is that, a, why is that a, uh, an expression of Yechidah? Um, you know, as I said, Yechida is this idea that we're going to be returning to over and over and over again. But maybe at this point, let's just say Yechida means the most basic fundamental, um, I mean, essence is the word that we're going to use, essence. Um, but what something is, what it is, not what it does, 
not the way it presents itself, uh, not the way that we experience it subjectively, but what it is, what it really is. And uh, when you get down to the essence, when you get down to what something actually is, what you find is that all of the external trappings that we use to define something, they sort of fall away. Um, this is not a muscle that the Rebbe uses here, so I'm hesitant to use it. But I just think it's a really good muscle. And even if it's not a good muscle, it's an opportunity to tell a really geschmack uh, a really uh, cool story about the Rebbe. Is that how you translate geschmack in English in 2020? I think, a cool story. Um, when, when the Rebbe had his heart attack... Uh, on Yom Tov and Shemini Atzeres. This is back in the 1970s, just to set the, 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 the historically when, when this occurred. So they flew in a, uh, a cardiologist, an expert from Chicago, Dr. Weiss, Dr. Ira Weiss. And the Rebbe, uh, Dr. Weiss was trying to explain to, to the Rebbe what had happened to his heart said, you know, when there's that damage to the heart, so it damages the elasticity of the, of the muscle cells. And he, he, when Dr. Weiss tells the story, he looks back and says, you know, I was explaining it to the Rebbe. You know, I knew the Rebbe was an intelligent person, so I, I, was, I was explaining it the way I'd explain it to any intelligent person. But like, he says, looking back at it, like, I was explaining to him. Um, like, so he's explaining to the Rebbe, well, what happened is, you know, it damaged the, 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 the muscle cells in the heart. Now they lost their elasticity and the heart needs to pump, so it needs elasticity. So he says, the Rebbe says to me, um, this is 1977, the Rebbe says, well, could you use stem cells? So Dr. Weiss, who was an expert in his field, which is precisely why he had been brought in, he said, I wasn't even really sure what the Rebbe was talking about. Like, well, stem cells, what are stem cells? So basically, said the Rebbe was so far ahead of the experts in their field. Dr. Weiss was an expert in his field. And the Rebbe was so far ahead in, in, in experimental, cutting-edge uh, knowledge and that the Rebbe was asking, well, what about the stem cells? Can you use the stem cells? So this was back in the 70s, and the Rebbe was already, you know, way, way decades ahead of uh, where medicine was at that point. But what, what's the idea of stem cells? So anyways, that's the Gishmaka Maise. The idea of a stem cell is that it's a cell that can become any cell. So, you know, wh what is it? Well, what, whatever it becomes. So, again, this is just my muscle, and I don't know if it's perfect. It probably isn't. But, you know, maybe a crude metaphor for us, for Yechida, for essence, at least in the physical uh, realm, would be like a stem cell. It can become any cell. It is no cell, and I mean, it's not a particular cell. So it's, it, it's not any cell, but it's every cell. Um, so think about Yechida or essence like that. It, is, <laughs> it isn't anything in particular, but it's everything. So think about it like this. Normally in Torah, you have pshat, remez, drush, soid. That, that would be like, metaphorically, you know, you have muscle cells and you have maybe, uh, 
you know, the cells of different, you know, organs or skin or bones, then they're different types of cells. Um, so you have pshat, that's one type of Torah, and you have remez as another type, drush as another type, soid as another type. But then you have the yechida of Torah, which from the perspective of yechida, it could become anything, and, 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 and it's, it's nothing in particular. It's not pshat, it's not remesh, it's not drush, it's not side, but it's all of that. In other words, the rule of side, the definition of side is it's secret. Side means secret. It's, it's, it's esoteric wisdom, and it can't be revealed. And if it can be revealed, then it's not esoteric, right? Isn't that sort of the definition of, of, of esoteric? Um, but from the perspective of Yechida, those rules don't apply. It can be esoteric and it can be revealed at the same time. And so when Chsidis, which is synonymous with Yechida, reveals itself in Torah, what happens is the rules of categorization become defied. And that which is, by definition, a secret, can now be revealed and no longer a secret, and yet there's no rule saying that it can't be that way because it's nothing and it's everything. I don't know if that's... It, it, it's, it's a deep paradox. So normally the rules are soid is soid, and that's what makes it soid. And yet from a perspective of Yechida, when Yechida reveals itself through Torah, so soid could be soid, but... But it's not a side, meaning it's not a secret. You can take the secrets of the Torah and reveal them. You know, that, that's what's you know, funny about it. It's like, how are these secrets of the Torah? You can go on the internet and, and any, any Joe Schmo can now go learn Panemia Satoida. So how are they secrets? You know, a secret isn't just something, a true secret isn't just something that people don't know. A true secret is something that's unknowable. You know, like, <laughs> uh, you know, I can go on. Uh, I can go online and I can look up uh, medical journals, but it doesn't mean I can understand them, right? But uh, so they're not secret, meaning the, inf the information is not being hidden from me. But it's not accessible. I don't know how to read it. And yet, Chassidus, what does Chassidus do? Especially Chassidus Chabad, Chassidus Chabad, which is Chochmah Bin Adas, the Alter Rebbe style, is he taking the secrets of the Torah? Not only you're making them. Uh, available to people, but you're explaining it in, in ways that they could understand it. So it's not just like you have to be an expert that only a doctor could understand a medical journal. But you no, know, it's like WebMD. Anybody can, you know, go go to the site and they could read it and they can understand it. So it's taking things that used to be secrets and making it not only available but actually accessible. Not just that you can find the information, but you could find it and understand it. So that's sort of like defying the very definition of soid. All right, but that's what happens when Yechida is revealed in Torah. All right, then uh, the next thing, Ba'avedis Ha'adam, let's continue in the text. Ba'avedis Ha'adam, in terms of personal development, let's translate it like that. Those were uh, features two and three, I believe, respectively, of the four, the list of four that we had in the beginning of chapter one. Um, and both of those are demonstrations of Yechida as well, because, I mean, think about it like this. Uh, the first one, going with Nimishur Adin, doing more than the letter of the law. 
if you are following nefesh, ruach, neshama, and even chaye, that means you're serving Hashem for a reason, for a motive. Your motives become holy, but they're still your motives. So therefore, there's the payoff. And why would you do something that has no payoff? Why would you do more than necessary? Only from the perspective of Yechida, which now I am no longer I, because it, it, it's not that my nefesh, my, my ruach, my neshama, or even my, my, my chaya. Yechida means oneness. There's no me as distinct from Hashem, so there's no personal motive for doing these things. So why am I doing whatever that I'm doing? Is it for a payoff? It's not for a payoff anymore. And then automatically, I do more than the letter of the law. I go beyond the letter of the law. So too, when you talk about changing the Teva Hamidais, not just Midais Tevim like we spoke about, but Teva Midaisav, not just changing natural the character traits, but changing the very nature of character traits. What does that mean, changing the very nature of character traits? I spoke about it in, in the very first class. And uh, actually, I got an email, somebody asking me if I explained it correctly. And I believe that I did explain it correctly. I, there may be other ways of explaining it as well. But I, I believe, based on a footnote here, that, uh, that I did explain it correctly, that what does it mean that not only you change natural character traits, but you could change the nature of character traits. The nature of character traits is that chesed is chesed and gvura is gvura. Changing the nature of character traits is that chesed becomes gvura and gvura becomes chesed. How is that possible? That's again, that's stem cells. <laughs> that's stem cells. That's from the perspective of yechida. So anything can become anything else. So it's not you're stuck with, oh, chesed is chesed and that's what it is. That's what defines it. That's what makes it chesed. It operates in a certain way and, and it has its properties and that's what makes it chesed. And gvura is not, it has, has different properties that make it gvura. From the perspective of Yechida, no. All this stuff is flexible. It's in flux. And, and I can change my, my nature just like that because you're going to the core, you're going to the essence, like, like a stem cell that can become, you know, a heart muscle or anything else you want it to become. Okay? And then the fourth effect that Chassidus had on the world, let's go back in the text, the effect on the world at large, the waking up from the faint. Uh, and that was the actually number one. That was the first of the four. But here it's the fourth of the four. Why is this an expression of Yechida? So it's very simple. Somebody who's conscious and somebody who's unconscious. What's the difference between them? The difference between them is totally external. Whether his soul is shining through his body so that you see him as an awakened person, a conscious person... That, that's, that's, that's a superficial condition, which is precisely why it changes. A person can be conscious, a person can be unconscious. Those things can change. But who he is, his basic identity, that doesn't change. So that's why a person is who they are, whether they're conscious or they're unconscious. And that's also why they can be roused from their unconscious state back to consciousness because it's, it's not, it, there's nothing permanent about it. To the contrary, uh, the, who they are has remained intact even during their unconsciousness. So again, that's, that's the idea of Yechida. Alright, but at any rate, all these four things, None of them are specific novelties on their own. But rather, 
Rather, what's the explanation? Ksidis is a new vitality, like we explained at the beginning, which is a chayas atzmi de bechines yechida, a revelation of yechida, again that word, and when that new vitality, that power of Yechida is revealed in the world, so whether it's the general teachings of Chassidus to the Baal Shem Tov and the Magid, or specifically the school of Chabad, which was innovated by the new soul, a soul that had never been in, a, in, a, in an incarnation before, and, in, and he refers to him as the Baal Simcha Vahagula because it's, as we mentioned in the first class, this is a Yud Tes Kislev address. Yud Tes Kislev is the anniversary of the redemption of the Alter Rebbe. At any rate, when this new light of Yechida is revealed in the world, what happens? Everything takes on a new vitality. An essential vitality. And therefore, automatically, consequentially, many various different things emerge from that. So the, the four things we spoke about before, and we called them symptoms, they're all, they're all results of Yechida. Um, they, they, they're manifestations of Yechida. And uh, we were saying before, you know, they're not the essence of Chassidus, but they're a manifestation of the essence. Now we're getting closer to what is that essence. That essence is Yechida. Okay. Chapter 7, shall we? Now we're going to introduce a metaphor, and this is a much, much obviously, uh, incomparably better metaphor than what I said before about the stem cells, uh, and this is the metaphor that the Rebbe chose, and which has roots in tradition, and which we're going to use uh, repeatedly throughout this uh, mimer, the metaphor of oil, shemen. Okay, let's go to chapter 7. For the same reason, what we were just describing, Teres Achsidis is likened to oil, specifically uh, olive oil. Usually, Shemin is, is Shemin Zayas, but it could be really physically all oil behaves the same, has the same properties, at least for the purposes of this metaphor. I don't think it makes a difference. And Oil is often likened to the level called Rosin di Rosin, secrets of secrets. Uh, it speaks about it in, in Chsidis in the previous uh, Rebbeim, that wine is, you know, Nichnes Yain Yetzisoid. Yain is Yod Yod Nun, wine. Yain Yod Yod Nun is 70. Uh, Soid is Samach Vav Dalad, which is also uh, 70. Uh, so the secrets of the Torah are compared to wine. But then there's the secrets and the secrets of secrets. So the secrets of Torah is is yain, but the secrets of secrets rosin rosin is is mysteries or secrets. Rosin diros and the secrets of the secrets that is like oil, uh, and just like the oil floats even on wine. So if the wine is one level, the oil is even higher. Okay. Why? But why? I mean, that's not the only reason, and that's not just because it, it's it's higher. Why, why is shemen the 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 metaphor here? Shemen who nekudas atamtsis, a sense shall call davar. Oil is the distilled essence of something. 
that when you crush it down, you extract its essence, what is it? It's the oil. So whether it's the olive oil, or you can take mineral oil, or uh, peanut oil, or baby oil. No, I'm just joking. That was a joke. <laughs> but when, when, when you distill the essence of something, that's the oil. From this, we are forced to say that the oil is separate from everything. Because if it were specifically connected to one part or another, it wouldn't be able to be extracted from the whole thing. In other words, you know, like you look at a, you look at an olive, like where's the oil? Is it in that part of the olive? Is it in that part of the, no, it's, it's not like, you know, the pit, where's the pit? It's in the middle, you know, or where's the meat of the olive or, you know, where's the pimento? I think they put those in after the fact, I'm not sure. But uh, where's the oil? The oil's just through and through. It just, it's, it's everywhere. So it's, you can't pinpoint, you can't locate it to a particular aspect of the oil. It's the essence of olive. And being the essence, it's in the, it's in the whole thing, equally there. Because one of the axioms of an atzmi is it is found within everything and, and everywhere. So it's not, you can't pinpoint where is the oil in the olive. It's throughout the entire olive. Just like you couldn't pinpoint, you know, where is the yechidah? that animates the universe. Which world is it in? It's in all worlds equally. Or where's the Yechida of a person? You know, where does the Yechida express itself in a person? You know, like Nefesh expresses itself through our actions and Ruach through our emotions and Neshama through our intellect, right? But where does Yechida express itself? Nowhere, everywhere, right? That's essence. V'davr zeh kechol ha'anyanam she'bepinim now, this concept, like every concept that you find in Chesidus and Kabbalah, what we call Pnimi Satayra, you will find it also in Nigla Deteira, in the legalistic. Um, because it's one Teira. Ad Ba'alocha In fact, you will even find it in practical halacha. I mean, practical halacha is about as simple and straightforward as you can get. So where do we find this idea illustrated in practical halacha? On one hand, oil doesn't mix with other liquids. Where do you find that? You find that in the laws of purity and impurity. It's a whole machleikus about the ritual purity of wine. And there's oil floating on top of the wine. So if somebody who is ritually impure touches the oil, which is floating on the top, does that affect the wine. So one opinion in the Mishnah is that it only affects the oil because the oil doesn't mix with the wine. And then another opinion, which is Rabbi Yechanan ben Nuri, says that no, 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 it also contaminates the wine because they're connected. But even according to his opinion, they don't mix. They touch, but they don't, they don't mix. So on one hand, oil doesn't mix with any other liquid. On the other hand, it permeates everything. You ever seen the bottom of a pizza box? You see when oil touches something, it goes through and through. And, and you have this in Kashas. Remember when I learned Smicha, we had to learn about what happens when, like, let's say, when things touch. Well, if you have fat involved, which fat is oil, then 
the, the permeation of the, of the flavor is all the way through. Because when there's oil, it goes all the way through, through and through. So on one hand, it detaches and doesn't mix with anything else. On the other hand, it permeates all the way through and through. It's a little bit paradoxical. Just the physical properties of oil. V'lochen, therefore, we've chosen this as a metaphor. We compare chsidis to oil. Because chsidis also has these two uh, paradoxical properties. On one hand, because it's an atzmi, it's an essence, it doesn't mix with anything else, it retains its essence, its identity. Or another way of saying that is it is the essence of vitality of the world and not the flowing forth or the glowing or the spreading forth of the vitality. We spoke about that last week. It is, what the, it is the essence of the vitality. And it doesn't mix with anything else. It is what it is. It is pure. On the other hand, it permeates through and through everything. So at the one, on, on, on one hand, it, it, it's always what it is, and it doesn't uh, lose its identity, like oil that remains separate. On the other hand, it permeates everything else and goes through and through it, like, like oil which... which penetrates. So we have this interesting paradox of an essence, the essence which is both separate and permeating. I'll just leave you with a, with a thought. Uh, the Jewish people are often compared to oil for this reason as well. Not just because when you crush us, you know, like the olive, so the good stuff comes out. Although the Rebbe mentions that here in the footnotes here, that after Yotas Kislev, after the Alter Rebbe had been persecuted, so then the good stuff came out. But uh, the Jews are interesting. On one hand, you can't assimilate the Jews. It just doesn't work. Even when the Jews themselves try to assimilate, it never works. So we're always separate. On the other hand, there's nothing that goes on in the world that the Jews aren't part of, which is what leads to some of the conspiracy theories about Jews. But it's really just the fact that Jews are always involved in being movers and shakers and whatever's going on in the world, for good or whatever, you know, Jews are always, you know, have a hand in it. So, you know, that's like oil. That on one hand it's separate from everything, on the other hand it's permeated and 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 and, and uh, penetrates everything. Okay, that is uh, the end of chapter seven. Mirza Hashem will continue next week. Good night.